0: Well, guys, uh, thanks for, for a great, great day and a, a great afternoon. Um, it was really good to get to know each other over the last, you know, three or four hours or probably the whole day, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's been really gold. It's good to see five people who haven't, six people who haven't met each other sort of come together, or we've met, uh, come, but come together and just sort of click. and. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've talked about a lot of stuff today, um, shared a lot, and, you know, we're, we're grateful for that. Um, Dylan, you and I were talking uh, a little bit earlier about, well, your rather poor attempt at a moustache, but uh, also more importantly about gratitude. Um, I thought it might be a really good place to start um, in maybe sharing uh, what we're kind of most grateful for.
1: Uh, Yeah, so you want me to start? Do you mind? Yeah, I'll start. Um, So yeah, i just write down three things I'm grateful for every single morning and it keeps you in a good head space makes you appreciate the smaller things in life so yeah i'm grateful to be here
0: awesome
2: i reckon one of the important things is too. like i've done a bit of sort of gratitude stuff
1: um it's
2: not like i'm grateful for my new car or my new house it's about the smaller things Mm. like he says do you know what i mean so like i sort of wake up i'm often sort of grateful for my kids or just for my health in general or just you know that you know, I'm in a comfortable sort of position in life and stuff like that. So it's it's more about, I think, the smaller things and really appreciating them.
3: Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, it's also having that chat. You know, sometimes it can be as much as having a conversation with someone whose mindset is so infectious that it sort of starts to become a part of your mindset. And I think that's that's an important thing of, you know, even opening up and having conversations with people about different things is because I, I, was, I was talking to this fellow over in Western Australia once and, and, and I his, his response was, it was just so 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 chilled, but honest. When I said to him, "How are you going, mate?" and he, he's um he was a, a traditional landowner in, in, in an area we were doing a trip in, and he goes, "Oh, mate, I'm great." And I was like, "Oh, that's good." And he goes, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, mate. No one's putting dirt on me today. I'm fantastic." <laughs> and it was just simply, he just goes, "Yeah, I'm alive. Beautiful day to be alive." And I was like, something so simple just had such a big impact, and and that that like sort of stayed with me after that. And it was and it, it's I don't know. There's things that just put things in perspective, and you go find the gratitude and. The simplicity of knowing that you've woken up and you're able to just sort of walk outside and see days like this and you go we're pretty lucky i know. think
4: off that as well like you're saying infectious people it's something i'm extremely grat- grateful for are uh, the people in my life like i think you know things and circumstances and stuff are so grateful but I, there's I don't, I don't think there's anything i value as much as the people that i have around me in life and you're right, like the, the way that they see things can be so infectious and the way that other people are, is, is it affects you so dramatically that, yeah, I think when you look around and the people you've got and when, you know, the news and all that sort of stuff and even on social media, people just want to highlight all the negative people and the negative things in the world, like having good people around you is something that... Not everyone has, and when you do, like the benefit to that is something that's worth really, really cherishing and appreciating. I reckon.
2: Absolutely, and letting them know how much you appreciate having yeah. them there. Shit, yeah. And there as a friend or a family member and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you know yourself how nice that is to hear if somebody's sort of yeah, appreciating yeah. what you do and what you bring to their life. So let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, showing that gratitude. It's all well
4: and good to like tell yourself, I'm grateful for this, but it's so good to when you can actually pass that on to someone else and just go, look. Jeez, I appreciate you fellas, it's
3: great. Yeah. And you don't yeah. know how much of an impact that has on someone.
5: On mm. the other side of the coin, I think it's like also really important that like we acknowledge and accept that, you know, it's, it's a very fluid thing. Like not every day is going to be an amazing day mm. and that's okay. And I actually think like one thing that you learn is like nothing is permanent, you know, like Sometimes you'll be in highs, sometimes you'll be as in lows, and sometimes when you are really low, it is hard to find gratitude. But mm. for me, the things that have shaped my life the most are the hardest times, and they're things that I am genuinely grateful for. Because, you know, w- with my struggles with mental health, they've it's made me a much more compassionate, empathetic person. Like I can connect with people on a much deeper level through the struggles that I've been through and the struggles that they've been through. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's being at peace with, you know, finding that gratitude in people, in those connections and understanding it's a fluid thing and it, it is okay mm-hmm. to to have down time, you know, it's not always going to be rosy. It's yeah. super,
4: like, I agree with that massively because I think sometimes the, the gratitude is so important, but you're right, there are some days when you don't feel great and gratitude and like be great. Like there's there's this saying, like if, you, if someone's not like doing too well or you have someone that comes to you and he's like, oh man, like I'm feeling down in the dumps. What's the first thing you, like most people will say to that person is, oh, but think of all the things you have to be grateful for. Mm. And I think that there is, like when you have someone that is going through, like I've done my own dash with mental health stuff as well. When you have someone that's suffering from like anxiety, depression and things like that, there's no one more aware of the fact that they do have a lot to be grateful for Mm. but yet they you still feel this way you still feel upset or you still feel anxious and no amount of focusing on what you do, like sometimes it can be kind of, it's almost cyclical, like you said, in terms of if you then start to try and fixate on all the things you should be grateful for, but you're feeling low and you're feeling bad in that moment, it can become a source of frustration in of itself. So I think be grateful when you feel grateful and express that gratitude and celebrate it, but understand that, yeah, it is, it's fluid. You will have bad times as well, and that's okay.
5: Because it's the human experience, it's so natural. Like, for example, like, because the things that we place value in the most is people. When you experience loss, like that's going to be a hard time. Mm. Like there is hard times <coughs> in our experience because when you feel love, you also know the other side of that, you know, to lose someone to you know, so it, it's a range of, of emotions. and I think what's so important about these conversations is is building our capacity to deal with it all versus just projecting, you know, just being grateful all the time. I
0: think um, we're talking a lot about, you know, we have spoken a lot earlier about the people in our lives and, um, you know, obviously we're grateful for, you know, for our connections. How important for you guys have mates and family been in getting you through the challenging times that you've faced or, you know, just for your general well-being?
3: Invaluable.
4: I don't even know if I'd be here, mm. at least not in the way that I am now. And that sounds so extreme and yeah, there's, like, the people that have been with me through just some wild times and some of those times even recently. Like, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I'd be. That's why, for me, that was the number one thing that I'm grateful for because if I didn't have people who genuinely loved and cared about me to help me out of some of the spaces and places that I've been in my own mental health battles like i I genuinely don't know whether i would a be here or b be here in this capacity functioning in the way that i do just people are like the people in my life are everything
1: Mm.
2: it's my last two years in footy didn't go exactly (laughs) as i planned you always want to sort of finish on a high so i had um i had a back injury that set in at the end of 2016 and from then until i finished up midway through 2018 I had like an ongoing chronic back issue with a degenerative disc, um, injection after injection to try and sort of play and stuff like that. So I had basically two, two years in rehab with some games sort of in there where I was actually okay enough to play. Um, and it was the hardest, I think, mental time I've had in footy in 12 years was that sort of two years, like, right, the team's are up and flying. 2017, they won the premiership. I was emergency for that game, so I missed out on that. Um, And then 2018, my hopes was to finish off my career good, got through halfway through the year and I realized that I'm not gonna play again unless I get another injection, which is gonna be horrible for my back. I have to call it quits. But in those last two years, I wouldn't have a lasted three weeks without the support of the guys at the club there. Um, You know, always getting around me, checking how my rehab's going. just letting them know that they love you, they're there for you, they care for you. And and B, the surprising thing to me was that two years, looking back on it, out of all the years I had in football was probably my favourite two years because of, I think, the, the support and the love that the group was was building. And I think it goes a long way as to why they won the premiership in 2017 and this year, because of the support and the love that they'd sort of got for each other. and. Um, I think it's funny that you know, throughout my whole career, I had some good seasons, some bad ones, and stuff like that. My favourite was the one where I barely played.
0: Yeah.
4: It's, yeah. Wild, it? wow. it's profound just how
3: like yeah those like
4: people <laughs> connection mm. connection is the antidote to all the chaos in life. It is. One uh, of
3: one of the, one of, the um, one of my mates he's he's a really outspoken advocate for mental health, and, and we we're having this chat and, and he said as as well, people in general, but as fellas, we, we really try to problem solve. So, And mm. and sometimes that can almost be detrimental, if, you know, if, if you really do want to speak out about something bothering you. You go, look, I just want to get it off my chest, but I don't really know if I, I want to hear the solution, so to speak. I just really want to offload it. And he said, sometimes you just need to sit back and listen. And so having having people around you mm. is, is invaluable because um, there, there was, uh, towards the start of this year, I just, I, like a lot of these different, basically the pillars that I consider the what I consider the pillars of life that hold me up. And if they crumble, then I feel as a person, I'm completely shattered and all of them basically just come down at the same time. And I was just like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I had this day where I just went, I'm done. I jumped in my car and I just drove and I didn't care where I was driving. and, And I thought, I don't want to call my family I don't I don't want to put them through any I don't want to upset them or anything like that which is basically it's a really bad thing to think is going Mm. I don't want to burden anyone with something so I'm going to keep it to myself but I remember my best mate when when I chatted to him once and I said look I'm in a bit of a rut and I'm not having the best thoughts and it's just because I you know a lot of different reasons he just said mate if you haven't having that shit call me and if you don't I'm going to belt the shit out of you for not calling me. You know, just like, you know, like As just a lighthearted hearted banter, like yeah, a, yeah. Light, a light-hearted banter thing of going, yeah. call me. And so I just went, stuff it. I don't, I don't want to, but I'm just going to call him. And I called him and, and, he, and he wasn't training at the time. And he was like, hey, bud. I said, mate, I, I'm so sorry. I don't want to, I, like, all I need to do, I just want you to talk to me. I don't care what you talk to me about. Just just talk to me. And he, and he just, he knew. Like, and, and just knowing that you have someone that cares about you. Is it makes all the difference in the world. And he just goes, righto. And he just started telling me about his day, something so, just normal things. Mm. And he started telling me about his training and then what one of the boys are doing. And then moved on to a movie that we both like and we both like all our sort of superhero movies. And he moved on to that. And then I started having an input in the conversation just about movie trivia. And then we started talking about this and oh, that'll be coming out in a couple of months. Oh, can you imagine if it does it? And then we started, I started opening up a lot more and I pulled over the car and by the end of the thing, I thanked him through the roof just for talking. He goes, "No, you're sweet, bud. It's just, mate, mm. I love you. You're my brother. That's, that's that's what we're here for." And just knowing that you have someone that, like, I didn't want to call him at the start, but I thought, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to call him, and see what see what happens. And it it's it, it wasn't anything I ever expected. Is it was just the simplicity of it, and just you just talked. And to go back to what we were saying before, just having having people that care about you. And, and, and not to say like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just that thing of going, you're not a burden. So just, mate, just, just reach out. And, and you realize just how loved you are as a person because you love the people that are close to you and it, that love has responded in kind. And it's just kind of that reminder of just going, we're all in this together.
4: And we don't all have like that idea, like you said, a conversation is so powerful. We don't have the tools to fix. As much as we want to fix, but we all have the tools to listen and to have a conversation and to care about someone. It's so easy. Well, it's not so easy, but it, it, it's like, we all have people we care about and all you need to be to help those people, I think is just someone, that, just a listener yeah. and mm-hmm. everyone can do that. So having those people, like, it's funny, like it was almost, I was getting emotional listening to your story because I had the same thing, a big thing happened this year and I called my best mate, he lives in New York now and like, we fin- I'm going to get emotional talking about, but he finished the conversation at the end of the conversation. Like he just goes, it was so nothing to him. And he, the last thing he said was just like, I love you, man. And I just like hung up the phone and said the same thing. And I spoke down because yeah. just having that from someone like, it takes no it's nothing out of your day to have a conversation to someone and just to have a conversation yeah. and just letting them know that you care about them fuck that can yeah. just change their it makes life makes
3: all the difference in the world doesn't it yeah, it changes it, really it changes your whole world yeah 100% Absolutely. yeah so yeah here oh, yeah, bud yeah. do you
0: think uh thanks for
1: sharing
0: it. uh, do, do you think we we can be better at um taking the time to keep the relationships around us intact you know with our mates uh, uh they tell us we're not as good at it, um, as say the girls are. Um, what are some of the things that, that, that you guys do to keep those, you know, those things solid?
5: I think for me, it's just like, as I've gotten a bit older, it's, it's just being more honest. Um, cause when you're honest, like that's when you're vulnerable, right? Because, uh, I think at times we often, keep things surface level because when you go deeper, like it it gets hard and it's confronting, you know. For me, like a lot of my mental health issues, my biggest anxiety around it was if people knew about it. Mm. That really frightened me Mm. because I didn't want, like I didn't want it to define me and I felt like people would have preconceived ideas or judge me or limit like their expectations of what I could or couldn't do. And i think for me you know like again like the people in your like my sister and brother-in-law literally just slept on my floor for like a week because my counselor was like he's not gonna like he needs to be watched and i was hospitalized and it was you know like i look back on that now and my sister has a daughter and like them sleeping on my floor like kept me here to see my niece and like that is you know and so for me taking from that experience, it's about being honest with the people around you. You know, you have to be able to, I think for me, I, if I can't be honest with the people around me, that, that, that's not relationships that I want to invest my time in. Because otherwise, it's it's just too hard, you know? Yeah. So I think it, but it, that's a hard thing to do, to mm. to be well,
3: honest. Over time that, like, through so many generations before <coughs> us, that, that thing is going like there's that barrier mm. of not confronting anything and not being completely honest because it means that it's it's not as blokey and all that kind of stuff. And it means that the, you're less of a man or, or less of a person, whatever it may be. So be, to be able to be that honest means that, yeah, you've completely broken down that wall. And that's, that's obviously something that, you know, we're all here trying to speak, you know, to put that message out to do is just to go, you know, like speaking out is... is is, is true strength.
4: and yeah. often it only takes the first person, like within your group of mates. Like when you, you, you carry this, like you said, when you deal with mental health issues, one of the biggest things you're afraid of is like the way you see yourself because of whatever your mental health issue is often such a skewed and negative way, well, for me anyway, it was it's such so a distorted. skewed, distorted mm. way mm. that I saw myself. And for so many years, my biggest fear in life that w- was that the rest of the world would see me how I see myself. Mm. And there was nothing that I could think of that would be as horrible as that. And just speaking openly and honestly about feeling that way to some of my friends and creating that open dialogue Mm -hmm. for having conversations like that, that then can so often become the catalyst for all of those people within your group. If you've got a good group of people around you, like which again, I'm going to keep stressing how good the people in my life are, then it opens that same communication channel for them. So when you say, how do we, how do I put aside time to to make sure me and my friends are having those big conversations? I make like I facilitate them when I can. If I'm feeling something, I speak openly and honestly about that. When someone asks me a question, hey, how do you feel about this? If the answer isn't, yeah, man, I'm good. Like we do that, and just through doing that repeatedly and through like it's not hard to just. You know, how many group chats are you in as a bloke? You're in that many. It's not hard to flick a text every now and again and go, hey boys, just, what's everyone doing for their mental health this week? Like, man, mm-hmm. me and the boys, we're going this weekend, we have all organised to go, and there's like this group meditation that they do down Bondi Beach. One of the boys went the other day, said, boys, did this awesome thing, felt so good afterwards. My cl- mental clarity felt so amazing. Uh, you know, we're always talking about doing stuff for our mental health. Let's go as a group and let's do it. So a bunch of us are like, yeah, man, let's go down there. And like, we, that's just
3: a normal conversation for us now because we've made a point of speaking you about it. You made it normal. Yeah. By, by breaking that down for the... Yep. So whoever's done that the first time has just taken that brick out and the wall's just fallen down. Exactly right. And, and what you were saying before is um, about, about you know, we, it, we <coughs> do need those, those down days to kind of rebuild ourselves and feel who we are and all that kind of stuff. And to have those bad days is one of those things that keeps in your mind where you, like, we, we do, they, they are necessary for, for one rebuilding, figure out who we are, figure out the people around us, who's good for us, who's not, mm. all that kinds of stuff, who we can rely on and, and all that kind of thing. But it's also a good thing to keep in mind of going, when, when I've had my bad times and stuff like that, and some people around me go, dude, I, I wouldn't have had a clue, like, because you always seem so happy and this and that. And... I'm sure like, you know, when you, when you just opened up for I, I I wouldn't have picked that. None of us would pick that about each other to, and, and no one in any community would pick the bad days that someone else might be having. Mm. But if, you're going, if you've gone through something yourself, you damn sure don't want anyone around you to go through that. No. And that's one of those things where it leads you to check up on other people. And doing that spreads like wildfire because if you're checking up with them, one dude who you may not have even picked might just go, I'm struggling a bit actually, like, yeah. to, and then bang, that person knows they can rely on because have, have any of you boys ever had this thing where you go, you say to your mates, you everyone need to chat, I'm always here for you. Mm-hmm. You may be struggling, but you might not tell them, but you tell people they can lean on you. Yeah. I've had this thing where I've told all my mates they can lean on me if they've ever needed anything, but I never told any of them anything to lean on them. And that was like to my down, well, detriment, down for whatever the word is. And I started crumbling because I didn't take my own advice.
5: Yeah, because that's the thing is like, no one can read your mind, No, you know? So like, if you don't ask for help, like you can't, like, unless you, unless you put words to what you're feeling, like you can't feel hard done by if someone isn't helping you, you know? Like Mm. it is our responsibility to voice what we're feeling yeah. and and voice that within and our responsibility to uh nurture the relationships we want to be a part of and as men like that's our responsibility mm. so i think as you are saying like how do we nurture that like we take it on like that's for us to do mm.
0: so in, in the situation where someone can't find a voice you know someone close to us a mate um you know what are the things that might indicate to us uh, dylan we were talking about today you were telling me how you look after, you know, you help one of your good friend of yours through a tough time when he was a bit bent out of shape. I mean, when we can't find a voice, what is it that might tell us that someone's, you know, not doing so well?
2: I reckon you've just got to, if it's somebody you really care about, whether it's family or mates, like, you'll know, you'll notice a change, yeah, mm. because when somebody's not alright, it, it's there. And you can. You might see it as a slight anomaly in their, um, in the way they act or their character or whatever, but if it's a true friend or somebody really close to you, you'll, I, th- I feel like you'll always notice. Mm. I might be wrong, but it's it's there. And the hard part, I feel like, is asking the question. People can be very good at hiding it, I guess. And if they're not open and honest with you, well, that's their fault. You can always ask the question. But that's harder than it seems because I've had to do it before. And I know that like asking somebody like, you okay? And then them going, yeah, I'm fine. But really going like, nah, are you actually all right? That's pretty hard because you don't want to make them feel like, self-conscious about it or uncomfortable, you don't, want to, push uncomfortable. You don't yeah. want to push it. But, um, it starts by asking how hey, you've got to ask the yeah. question. I
3: think yeah. that's the main catalyst is, is, is asking is, you know, you can't check up on everyone every day, but you, all we can do is all we can do. And that is to tell to let everyone know. And then after that you, you, check up on them. And, and because the thing is, is like, yeah, you, you can notice a change in some people, but, um, the day, the, the night before my uncle took his life, we all thought he was on the mend. Um, he, he, we, uh, had a, a family wedding and, um, he was dancing on the dance floor with everyone and, uh, like went around saying bye to everyone individually. Little did we know, but this, it, we, we didn't see it. And, and, um, because he, he, he didn't want to really speak about his feelings and, and everything like that. So we, you know, it was, it was, we, we, we sort of didn't really care like we, we, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like. That stigma, that's another life that that stigma has claimed of not speaking out about it and just letting it destroy you. And so, yeah, unfortunately, it's just, you know, we, we check up, we ask the question, we initiate the conversation and let everyone know that we've been through it, you've been through it. Mm. Chat to us about it. If you, if you don't want to, we're always here, even if you just want to sit here and not talk. You can just sit with someone because we're always here for you. Whatever it is, you have someone who loves you, you have someone who wants what's best for you. I, th- that's my yeah. My personal say is like just put it out there and let them know that the door is it's it's mm. it's always open. Mm. It's not even a revolving door. It's just open mm. all the time. It and goes, don't
4: be afraid that you don't feel like you have <clears throat> to fix anything. Like exactly what you would say. Like don't hesitate to ask the question because you think that you need. If they say no, that you're gonna have to then fix that. It's not on you to fix it. Just hold that space for them and be. Uh, conduit for them to kind of put that message through and then like, put them in the direction of someone yeah. that can, like a professional mm. that can help them and stuff like yep. that. Yep. But yeah, like there's, there's nothing better than for someone that's going through mental health. And the, the best conversations you can have is to make them feel heard and understood. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to tell them that everything is okay. If it's not particularly, that's probably the worst thing you can say to someone that's not okay is that's all going to be okay, it's all going to be okay. Because mm. chances are they oh. probably don't see that yeah. in that moment. you got tunnel vision
3: yeah. Of, of... Yeah, you felt you're, that? you're, you're yeah. putting
4: a wall up for that person. This mm. person's going to outpour if you, if you ask the right questions and they say, I'm not okay, the worst thing you can do is go, I'm going to fix this or it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Because it doesn't feel like that and all you need to do sometimes to start the healing process is listen. Yep. So don't feel like if you're gonna ask someone, you're then gonna have to solve the problem if they're not okay. Yep. I think you just just ask, yep. like ask and be willing to listen and mm. that's more than enough Provide to start Provide the
3: environment it. for just that one step forward. That's all that matters is taking one step. That one step is answering a question or sitting down. Then the next thing is taking that next step. It's it's not about the like the light at the end of the tunnel, it's about the small achievements. The small achievements is having the chat. Next small achievement after that is making a, uh, just like maybe having a good meal or something like that. Just doing something that you can reward yourself for or, or at least thank yourself for because those little things will all build up bricks to a wall of going, today was a good day. You know
4: that's right there. Like if you sense that something's, when you said about the meal thing, you said that something's wrong with someone, but you maybe aren't sure if asking them just point blank, is everything all right, okay? organized to do something you know like go let's just go watch a movie or let's go have a feed or like you know Mm. i reckon 90 percent of the deep conversations i've had with my mates have been a off the back of a hey do you want to go get a beer and catch Mm. up like it's we can do these blokey things together and we can make them a place where we connect on a deeper level than just going to the pub and having a beer like Mm. going to the pub and having a beer can be an amazingly therapeutic thing yeah. to do with your mates mm. and a great way to really connect. Like, yeah, I oh mean, yeah. just make that time. Yeah. If you care about someone, it's not hard
1: to make the time. No,
0: Dylan, you, you, you shared a um, uh, you know, part of your journey in supporting a mate yeah. uh, this morning. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So, yeah, my mate, we'd catch up every day sort of at the start of the year because we both didn't have a job or anything fresh out of school. And um, there was two days where I didn't see him. And uh, I got a little bit worried. I had no clue. Like, I didn't think it was mental health or anything like that. Like just didn't know what was wrong with him. And I called up his mom and she didn't answer. And then um, 10 minutes after I called his mom, he sent me a message that he's been like bedridden for two days and he's got depression. And I had no clue what to do. I literally like froze. And I um, asked my parents like, what should I do? and they just said, bring him around and look after him. So for basically the whole next day, we went for a run in the morning. And then after that, we like just ate, like he hadn't eaten in two days. And I was like, mate, you're a teenage boy, like you love food, come on, let's have some food. And um, then for the next 30 days, we like made a pack that would run like 5K every morning. And um, we did that and yeah, now he's, He's got a girlfriend. Like he's doing good things, so yeah, he's in a good headspace now. So I think it's just like simply moving the body, and then getting fed, and then just keeping that habit and that continual um, touch point of regrouping. If not every day, but just simply sending a message or something along those lines.
0: But Has he sort of played back to you how you know how your supporters helped him? Like at any yeah,
1: stage? Or? I think like at my to- my age um men find it hard to sort of show appreciation to a lot of things so um i know deep down he appreciates it but he um he just like we show it in different ways type thing it's enough for you to see him back yeah it's that's just enough for me like he he doesn't need to give me a huge letter saying how much i've (laughs) affected him but like deep down we both know that we'll be mates for life because we've we've just been through it together so yeah he's back
4: yeah it's yeah well, awesome. man at that age it? yeah. So yeah. Stuff. it's unreal yeah awesome 19. i made at 19 it was all just destructive behaviors to try and
2: cover that shit up so yeah. yeah. a fair hats yeah. off yeah. to you mate it's yeah. awesome mate, but i think that's the way it's going and it's it's due yeah. to like organizations like my and stuff it's just yeah. becoming the norm yeah mm.
4: it's so true actually it's yeah. so true and but like yeah as again hats off once again for like being somewhere that young people can look up to because it's all well and good i feel like generationally people can look at like you know guys 30 plus whatever it is and they are oh, you know like it's all well and good for them to say that sort of stuff but yeah. seeing like younger guys and I mean I've spoken at events before and it's been all young people and you just watch their eyes glaze over and tune out as soon as you say mental health so having like a young person yeah. like yourself that's done something like that from mate man fair play to you, that's awesome
1: yeah appreciate it I think it's like bringing it in like a fun aspect, like growing a mow, like most, you know, teenagers can't really try grow. Elf, <laughs> we we love
0: it. We celebrate the lame mows. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is lame, we'll but get we get love it. We've got some colour lot. There's a
4: few people sitting here that don't have mows on What's going on here? At least it's not ginger, mate. Look what I have to
0: You've done well. Mate, you know, it's a great example of you know, not needing to be an expert. You don't have any fancy letters after your name. No. You, you're just a mate. You're just being. Um, you know, that's what, that's what filled his cup. And, uh, you mm. know, he's back and he's, he seems like he's doing really well. Yeah. Uh, probably a, a good good transition point to sort of have a bit of a chat about what kind of fills our cup. What, uh, you know, kind of what gets us up every day and moving and how do we kind of keep um, a level of good well-being and good mental health. I'd be interested to know what, what works for you guys.
2: I feel like... Personally, physical health is so important for mental health, yeah. do you know what I mean? It can be going for a run, going for a walk first thing in the morning and stuff. It's so beneficial and often, I think, overlooked as something that can be really beneficial for your mental health. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something that I sort of do. I try to keep active, do something at least every day. But, you know, regardless, it's I think it's important to, whether you've got a family and kids, whether you're single, whether you've got a partner and stuff, you know, just finding that one thing that you enjoy you know, the way you get a bit of you time to switch off from things and just sort of, you know, have your mindset on something else, whether it's golf or it can be surfing or do you know what I mean? You just need that sort of, that's something to switch off from, I guess, real life issues. Yeah, yeah focus on that one so, thing and put
3: everything else on autopilot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, yeah.
1: Cause and it's hard to switch off now with like social media and like you can basically work 24 seven if you yeah. want to. And like I find for me just going out there And going for either a run or like a surf, just disconnecting from the world because it can like be pretty fast paced and slowing things down and realising, hey, like today's like another opportunity to chase whatever you want to chase. It's
3: like you disconnect to reconnect.
5: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's also really important. um, You know, if you break your leg, you go and see a doctor, you know, and we get encouraged to get a yearly medical checkup, a yearly dental checkup. And why should our mental health be any different? And mm. for a lot of us, you know, seeing a counselor seems like such a taboo or stigmatized thing, but a, a lot of the times where you make your most progress is actually when you're well. And so like you're building on your capacity to just fine tune the way you operate holistically, mentally, physically, all of it together. And I think, you know, like there are professionals for a reason, so why not utilize that? and? In Australia, you know, there are a lot of uh, organizations there for young people and youth Mm. to go and get a, you know, professional, you know, even if it's one counseling session a year where you just go and check in and you're proactive with your mental health. Mm -hmm. Because I think we often, especially within men, if you look at our rates of suicide, you know, we let it get to a point where going and seeing someone seems like a lost hope. So if we're kind of proactive with our mental health and going in for a yearly checkup, seeing a counsellor, mm. talking about where we're at and just building our capacity um, to live, you know, sustainably with, with a healthy well-being.
0: It's a really good point. Uh, you know, at, at Movember, uh, we focus on, you know, we call it early intervention and prevention. So if you think of uh, needing to access, you know, support um, in crisis, like, you know, you're calling Lifeline or you're really in a bad way and you have to be hospitalised. You know, that's a real pointy end. Mm. And if we're operating out of that pointy end, you know, and we're keeping people out of out of crisis by being more connected, by understanding um, changes in our own, own behaviour, sometimes it takes someone to point out to us that we're not quite ourselves. Um, and we're keeping people out of that. It's much more about resilience um, rather than. We spend a lot of time in talking about mental health in the crisis space about you know getting help because we're we're at a point where um, things have you know got pretty bad for us. I think it's um, Still
4: viewed so much as the presence or absence. Mental health is kind of
0: misdefined like defined
4: as the presence or absence of mental illness and in the same way that like continuing one of what Ziggy was saying if you you wouldn't tell a physically fit person they should never work out again because they're already fit yeah. right wow. the same way you wouldn't just because someone isn't suffering from a mental illness doesn't mean they're not going to be going through some sort of difficulties mentally like we all have various stresses, however fickle and stupid they may seem to us, like stress affects us in different ways. It affects other, some people more than others. We all have vastly different personality types that are more receptive to various bits and pieces. We need to redefine mental health, I believe, to encompass just our mental, a general state of mind. How well are we coping with stress? How well are we impacted by change or strong emotions and stuff like that? And you know what, like this whole idea now, like we have this unprecedented access to information and connection, this idea that we need to navigate the more complex things that we go through in life on our own is outdated. We don't need to do that anymore and we need to shift the way that we define mental health to be the same way that we look at physical health, whereby If you go to the gym regularly, maybe go and speak to a counsellor once a month, once a year. Like my buddy, we were chatting about it, he said that he, he went to see a therapist for a while to kind of get some help with a specific problem. Off the back of that, he's kept going to see this same therapist once a month. And he says, he just goes, downloads on all the big things that have gone on in that month for him. And he says like just catching up with an incredibly emotionally woke friend. And I just feel like that is such a cool thing to have access to that we all do kind of have access to that we need to use in the same way that we would use going to a gym and stuff like that.
3: Well said.
1: It,
0: would it be wow. fair to say that you know the the, the journey of, of finding you know an appropriate therapist or someone that works for you um, can be you know what would you say tedious. to say what what would you say well, to you someone who it's some it took me five years <laughs> yeah. to get
4: with the psych like I see a psych now regularly and it's five years of going back and forth being misdiagnosed with stuff with like feeling like I was talking to a brick wall, breakdowns, going and then trying to do it all myself. And like literally five years from the very first time that I decided that something was wrong and I needed to, and I wanted to go and get help to finding someone now that I'm like, mad. I like look forward to catching up with my therapist. I see him semi-regularly or as regularly as possible. And it's epic. Like we shoot the shit about everything from mental health to sports and performance, but that's a process and I'm sure like...
0: So what would a- you say to someone who's going through that journey at the moment? Okay, like, I've gone in, I've finally got in to see a, to see a psychologist um, and it just hasn't measured up, it didn't, it didn't work for me. I've tried 10 different things. What do you say to someone who's going you know, through that process?
5: I think it's really hard because there are so many factors, you know, like some people, you know, they might have financial pressures like there are a lot of different factors that go into successful mental health. Mm. So I think, you know, as all of us sit in the Blue Mountains, like it it is very easy to say things, but for me, like when I was in like my hardest times, honestly leaning on my family, like they were there to kind of give me strength. And I think during that process, like it can be a really difficult, Thing and, and often it is like, do you have a support network mm. who are gonna kind of shoulder the load for you so that you have just enough breathing room to get it done? And, and that's that's what's so tough. And I think, as you were saying, like reframing this like mental health and our relationship and understanding around it is that it, it's a process, you know, like mm. I. I don't like the terminology of like beating mental health. You never beat it. No. You manage, you learn to manage with it, you know, you learn to cope with it. You try and build more sustainable um, relationship with it and and that's the thing is that it's, it's really hard and I think why these conversations and today is so important is because it's putting a light on the fact that it's tough. Like, mm. there's no easy way around it. Like, it's it's really, really tough and, and I think allowing yourself not to be so hard on yourself, you know, mm. like as men, as you're saying, like problem solvers, we just want to fix it. But it's not like that. Mm. It's a really slow, lifelong process. Mm-hmm.
4: And an investment. It's exactly yes. the same way as that idea of, yeah, you don't, you wouldn't tell the physical fit, physically fit person to stop working out just because, you know, you have a couple of weeks. Like, don't, it's like, it's, that's part of being human. Light and darkness is a part of life. We have good days, we have bad days. And If we can accept that, then we can take action. Even when we feel like the bad days are a distant memory, we can
1: continue to take action to ensure that they stay that way. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's all an experience, Mm. like the ups, the downs. Mm. And like, I found even when I hit like my lowest point, for me, it wasn't like reaching a psychologist, but maybe looking at someone within my community who I considered like happy and successful in their own little definition and just catching up for a coffee and just having a chat in that sphere like and then maybe leading to a psychologist or something along those lines but I think for anyone out there who's like a bit scared to see a psychologist or something like that just catching up for a coffee with someone in their community that they look up to or because I'm I'm sure that they'll be more than happy to just have a chat and it doesn't even have to be about mental health it can just be about life and it will just lead to another you know, might even lead to mental health. And find
0: Mate,
4: someone that's, exactly that's right. just as to, sorry, to, just to finish Mate, yeah. off on finding the right psychologist if you are struggling going back and forth, find someone that's been through the same thing processes as you, and that's through that open communication. Mm. If you can find someone that's actually gone and they've found someone that works for them, that can be a good starting point for you to go and see mm. the same. Like the mm. clinic that I go to and see the guy that I have, I think I've referred like three or four of my mm. mates that are just like, yeah, we just want to speak to someone. about, like, you know what? Of all the places I found, this is the best one, go there. Each one of them that's gone there has come back and said that they're super stoked with the person that they're seeing it within that same clinic Mm -hmm. so like finding someone that's been through it uh, by being open with your friends and then allowing like listening to their advice can be massive sorry to interrupt
0: not at all mate no I think we'd always say to people if you're feeling um, you know down or sad for you know for more than a week or two the first place to to go is to just go and see a GP Mm -hmm. uh, or AGP we've all got We've mostly got access to, you know, to a GP um, in Australia. There are areas, that, you know, very re- regional, remote areas where it's it's a bit tougher. Mm. But a GP is a good starting point. Um, you know, there there are there are services that we can get and keep trying. Yeah. Um, I know it's really really hard to say to someone who's um, in the depths of um, sadness um, uh, and they've tried a lot of things. You know, keep trying. Uh, you know, I've got someone very close to me, my brother, who who goes through significant ups and downs, and there's not telling him much when he's he's, he's at a low point. Mm. Um, You know, you've got to try and get him when he's bouncing back. Mm. Um, So right about this, try and and help get things back on track.
5: And I think that's why education is so important because like, there are clear markers around like, you know, if you are going through a depressive episode, there are signs if that is stretch over two weeks like that is what is clinically diagnosed as a depressive episode and I think education and, and removing like the mystery around what is mental health is is so important like like what when you're going through something because for me I think I often normalised what I was going through because it was my experience and I wasn't talking to people about it so I often would minimalize what I was going through and just acted off as, as normal, you know? And I think what's so important is that, you know, like we can identify if we have a broken bone, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of us struggle identifying like a a broken mind, you know? And so I think it's so important to have these conversations, to have education so that we feel confident in, you know, being that friend to be able to not necessarily diagnose your friend, but just recognize, like pick up on, you know, like my friend's been more isolated. That's right there. Isolation, you know, like my friend isn't eating as much or what? Not that you have to be their nurse. It's not at all. It's just being able to identify those markers. And then also when you've gone through it and you have that knowledge, it's about sharing it, you know, it's like becoming that person, you would have needed yeah. when you mm-hmm. were going through that and mm-hmm. having that open doorway.
0: Well yeah, And making that observation is important, you know, if you're reaching out to someone you're worried about. Um, you know, is everything going right? Are you okay? No, nah, mate, I'm fine. Well, actually, uh, you haven't been answering my calls mm. and you always do. You, you annoy me on, on text, <laughs> on, on SMS. You haven't been turning up to Friday drinks. You're normally the first person there. Um, you don't look real good. You're not taking a lot of care of yourself. You're, you know normally dress well and you look like an unmade bed you know say the things that you can say to a to a mate yeah. um without putting him down you know, you know the level is dylan yeah. but um what uh, just to just to sort of go back to you know to some of the things that um we we do individually to you know to keep ourselves buoyant and and engage them well um you one of the fittest blokes in the world, you know. One of the, one of the physical, physically uh, fit. No, I'll, I'll take know. it that you yeah. do <laughs> much for the compliment. <laughs> um, me days. You know, obviously, physical activity is a big part of, of what you do. Are there other things that you do that keep you, um, you know, kind of balanced and, and, and well in a good headspace?
4: Yeah, I think if I had to pick four, it would be to move, to learn, to give, and to play nice little succinct one for you that i just thought yeah. up. Then that was actually oh, awesome. <laughs> what i mean by that is movement obviously like i love movement how i came to do fitness how i came to do crossfit before i had any aspiration to go and compete and make a full-time profession out of it was because it was something that was so beneficial for my mental health like there was something about going in and like working out moving and the intensity and the difficulty that made all the noise in here sort of slow down and there were there were other ways that i could slow down and quieten that noise and they were quite destructive but fitness for me has always been a positive i think second to that is to learn like i love learning things for me anyway it's just something that I, i find really enjoyable like i enjoy like we have this like i said before unprecedented access to information and to knowledge and to to nurture our mind through learning is something that I really value. Uh, to give, I think there is nothing better, you know. And there is a lot of like that idea of expressing gratitude, but I think even one better is to actually be of service and to someone else. And to give, whether that's just time to have a conversation with someone, uh, when you it doesn't mean you have to go and you know donate all this money or give away all your your possessions, but you can you can give someone. 10 minutes of your time to have a conversation and that can be enough. Like that's something super powerful. And then play, it says it on my shirt. Like that to me, we have to make time to play, to do things for ourselves that are purely for enjoyment's purposes. So travel? Travel, absolutely. I travel, I, man, I love to go to the cinema. I love to watch movies. Oh man. I, Oh, How good is the cinema? 100%.
5: Like you have man, to have had your play. Yeah. I like, I was in there for like 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really I, I, I went and I saw like once upon a time in Hollywood then snuck in hustlers and snuck the Joker, man. Unreal. It 10 Greatest hours. day yeah. ever. Yeah. He was uh, snuck a burrito in too. Oh <laughs> mate. Oh, and, and like a little tub of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Day. Camp you, out all week for tickets man. to that show, mate. And then how oh, f-
4: good you cut, f- when you play, if you dedicate time. Be it every day, and we all, like, oh, you know, we're all time poor. I get that. Trust me, I'm as time poor as anyone. You can still find thirty minutes to an hour a day to do something purely for play, or something hours. you hours, yeah, or ten <laughs> hours on the day. day. Let's not put a limit yeah, on yeah. this. <laughs> Half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> okay. really fill that cup up. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, the Ben and Jerry's—that's oh, so good.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> Yeah. If I was point to point to something that that, that that does fill my cup, it is it is travel and new experiences. Oh, absolutely, yes. you know, yep. seeing seeing new like places. places awesome. um, if
2: you're in a position where you can, yeah. and travel is viable for you financially and you know whatever else, then you've got to do it. Because yeah. it you know not only does it broaden mind, but yeah, it fills your cup and it's un- unbelievable. Absolutely. So,
1: you learn a lot about yourself too. Like I know when I left home, moved to America, like I learned how to cook, learn how to clean. You know. How old are you? So, <laughs> so Emotionally intelligent,
0: clean lady. You have a girlfriend? <laughs> if not, the Tiki man. This is a steal. <laughs> wow. Did you do you reapply those those skills at home or are you still getting in trouble for you know not leaving? Well I, I lifting moved back
1: light? to home and I've moved back out now. So oh, nice. but when, when you get, when you're at home with the parents It's, it's more of an as needed basis, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you get chucked in there you're gonna you're gonna have to sink or swim, so yeah. I learnt how to do it. But, yeah, swim. Jesus yeah. how up
4: here, you're right oh, out. No, yeah. He's got his own place as well, girls. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He loves puppies too.
5: (laughs) I think like a super cliche one, but often like (laughs) cliches exist because they're true, right? But I think finding kindness for yourself. Mm. Um, I think Khan, you were saying like you had a big fear of like if your friend saw you the way you do. And my counsellor once said to me like, would you speak to a friend the way you speak to yourself? And that just wow. really hit me because, you know, sometimes mm. when I'm in my head, I'd, I would never speak to anyone the way that I think about myself. And so I think trying to find kindness for yourself and, and giving yourself a break. And, and cause that's the thing is it, it's a long process and it's tough and it's not gonna happen overnight. You so you start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, just finding compassion for ourselves is, is such an important step.
0: Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more with that. And being able to, I guess, forgive yourself uh, you know, for, for decisions that we've made in the past that might not have been the right ones at the time. Um, often when you, you talk to people who have uh, lost someone, um, you know, to suicide, uh, they, they talk about, you know, having twenty twenty vision in hindsight. So to, to look back and you see, you know, perhaps some of the behaviours that you might not have seen at the time, um, you know, sometimes those behaviours might have been there regularly but it didn't, you know, ultimately end up in, you know, in, in that person taking their life. And you know, at the really pointy end, uh what, you know, we're trying to do at Movember is to is to stop men from, you know, from dying too young. And uh we're dealing with probably one of the biggest challenges of our of our time. Um we're all here, uh right now, um having come through some, you know, some, some difficult times and some um, turbulent you know turbulent air and and rough seas but we're here now to, to talk about it if you could uh, be thinking about 2020 vision and thinking about your own experiences um, if you can look back on you know some of the times where where you were having challenges is there any different advice you would have given yourself about how you navigated those kind of uncharted waters
3: it's, it's interesting having that thought of if I could if I could change something, what would it be? But then you think of one of, the, one of the things is everything I've been through has shaped me into the person I am now. Yeah. And every struggle I've been through that has now sort of, you know, has, has turned into a strength. And that's because of events that have, you know, thankfully, you know, you come out the other end. So, but it's, so it's one of those things of if you could change something, would you? But then again, if you had a message to tell yourself what would it be? Um, and it's, it's interesting when you make a decision for yourself for the better, the one thought that I've always had is, man, I wish I'd just taken that leap a long time ago. It's like if you've kicked a toxic person out of your
0: life, you're like, why did that take me so long? So we've got, a, we've got about, um, 15, 15, more minutes. So it would be really good to sort of further explore that idea of, uh, what would you say to your younger self? Understanding that you know the experiences have shaped all of us and you know, well, enabled us I, to get here.
2: When I finished up footy and stuff, I was asked to do an exercise where you'd write a letter to your younger self. And it was probably more sort of footy-focused than life in general. But you know, I think about my younger career, and like injuries was something that I unfortunately had to face a fair bit. And some players get through completely unscathed, and I just copped everything. But you know, at the time, I was very like. Feeling sorry for myself, poor me, like why is this happening to me? Not approaching it with the right attitude and stuff. So I feel like if I could go back and say something to myself, you know, and on reflection and looking back and writing this letter to myself, one thing I noticed was the thing I took away from footy, you know, it wasn't like as good as the wins were, you know, they were fantastic. And, you know, what I got out of it and playing a professional sport, it was all good. But the number one thing I take about it and the biggest thing I miss is just the friendship and camaraderie, I guess, of being with, 40 like-minded guys um, who, are, who are almost like a family, um, you know, I think about that, I don't think about the injuries, I don't think about the games lost or won or the premierships that I, I really wanted to win or the awards or accolades, I don't think about it at all, it, you know, it's it's about, um, it's a pretty unique, um, it's a pretty unique area to be in footy, you know, you get to hang out with 40 guys of a similar age and stuff like that and I probably wasn't as grateful early on as I should have been for that situation and being in, in, involved in that situation. So I'd definitely sort of if I had the chance I'd go pull my head in when I was a bit younger, I think.
5: Yeah. I think um, Thanks, maybe just like advice I would have said was just be present. I think for, for myself a lot of when my mental health starts playing up, it's when I'm either living in the past or living in the future, you know, I'm thinking about something I've done that's bad or I'm thinking about something that could go wrong. And it's like, all, all we have is here and now mm-hmm. and, and trying to be grounded in, in that present. And, and then I guess on top of that is, is nothing lasts forever, you know? And cause when you're in a low state, you honestly just, you see pitch black, you can't see anything at the other end of it. Um, like if there's irony in me sitting here talking about positive mental health, because it's like, you know, I could have just been a statistic also. Um, and, and the thing is, is, is there are a lot of men where it hasn't gone as well. Um, but it doesn't last forever. You know, like if you can, if you can stay, stay here, like it, it gets easier.
3: The, the, the good days won't last forever, but neither will the bad days. Exactly, And mm. it's the good days that get you
5: through those bad days. Mm. And because uh, the good days are so, so, good. so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when you think about life like is, is so yeah. precious yeah. and so beautiful. And like there is so much to stay here for. Mm-hmm. And at times that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. But it, it is like... It, it is the most special thing we'll ever experience.
3: And to remember sometimes when times are really like down, you got those blinkers on mm. that, you know, you can't see the beautiful things all around you. Mm. Yeah. And, and But then just maybe one day you'll wake up and see that sunshine and in the morning, you find that little spark of something and then that'll start to lead on. But it's just, yeah, getting there. Mm.
4: Explore the darkness as well though. I think we have to explore everything we did like the mindfulness and we spoke about like the idea of like when we feel discomfort our initial reaction is to pull Mm -hmm. away but learning to lean into that in a in a productive way for me i write a lot like the notes section in my phone is thousands and thousands of notes long and a lot of them have been my way of exploring the the darker times in a way that allows me to then separate myself from them but so that I can still look back and remember them Mm. because like you said, like, you don't know how you would be. I, it's funny. Like I look back on my past and like, there's so many things that I've done, said, thought that I would take back in an instant and no reservations about it. But then at the same time, I feel like, in that that darkness is worth remembering i would take them back because i would take them back because it would mean that i didn't think about them or that i didn't reminisce on them and so maybe that would be a selfish way of alleviating a little bit of discomfort in my in my current situation but then maybe it's important to remember those things and that's where i think exploring the darkness can be just as Important as trying to push it away all the time mm. because you're right, it's always going to come back, it's always going to be there, and understanding it and being able to kind of then so that you're not doomed out. to repeat that, yep, exactly. Same cycle. Right. Or so, you, or that you just understand that there is a way, like that it yeah. is just,
5: just a part how of how to cycle. navigate that, yeah, and it's at, just the end, part of it. at the end of the day, it's you, yeah, do so, you know, like we all have light and dark, and it is just coming to peace with that mm. and understanding how to navigate it because it, it it's it doesn't go away, you know, it doesn't disappear. It's just managing it Um, and being able to to cope. I think, and that's at, I think coming back to how do we nurture those relationships? It it is just being honest because we are all coping with something. Mm. All of us are. So if you are able to kind of take your facade down, take down your mask, you often attract that same energy back.
3: It'll gravitate back towards. Mm. It.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. If I just say something back to myself, it'd be like surrender to that moment or that experience instead of trying to fight it. Mm-hmm. I find if you can then like enjoy the moment a bit more. So, like Ziggy was saying, enjoying each day. Like for example, like you can win a championship, but then you train all this like maybe 160 times in a four-month period. You get to that one defining moment and the next day you've forgotten about it. And it's like, is that it, you know? So like, I could think if you enjoy every single day, I'm really trying to be present, like Ziggy was saying, so. Yeah, yeah. enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
4: it, it's just like they, they harp on about it. I'm sure you've had it in footy as well, like mm. not to set outcome-based goals because an outcome comes and goes and then what? Mm. If you have something that's part of the process that you can find joy in and get fulfillment out of, you'll have a much, more productive i guess Mm. training experience if you're working towards something and it's so true in life as well and that's where the play for me comes into it if you enjoy things along the way like take time to enjoy the simple
3: things then yeah you gotta enjoy it or else it's like why else we're here that's it you know Mm. enjoy enjoy this life that we only got one and you know saying to the before you know we don't we don't have a reset button Mm. it's not a dress rehearsal it's like you got one and yeah, um, get uncomfortable. Yeah, hey? get uncomfortable. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 one thing I was, I was you know one thing I'd say to my myself would be um, to do what do what's you know I 100 percent agree with everything that's been said. And the only thing I can add is just I can't tell you the amount of times I've held on to and to use this, the term again, I can't tell you the amount of times I've held on to toxic habits or toxic people, mm. things mm. that aren't good for my overall mindset, my health. well-being or just daily habits or thought process and as soon as you distance yourself you know you, you sever that line from people that aren't good for you or, or, or habits or things that aren't good for, that you know, when you stay you true to yourself, you know yes. what's not good yeah. for them. you. you, want, you want we're you creatures like of habit wrong. and sometimes we- are justifying it to yourself. like yeah. you know, yeah. The
4: fact that I'm even justified, having to yeah. go through this justification process means it's probably no yeah. right. 100%. When
3: you have to try and search to find the pros around <laughs> all the cons, yeah. you know there's that there you need to just get this and sever that cord. Yeah. And so that's something I'd tell myself because the, the amount of time, the amount of years I held on to Toxic people, toxic habits, um, and and that that all went into then spiraling into toxic thoughts and all the above, just and as soon as you do cut that cord, you just that's uh, it goes back to what I said before is, why didn't I do that earlier? Mm. Because now I'm starting to see the brighter day again and I'm I'm feeling I'm getting back to me, and then you all of a sudden you talk to your mate who's very like-minded, you talk to a family member who. Because, and you're not thinking about whatever that may be. And this, this is just a personal experience, little story thing. But it was just, once you sever those, that, that toxicity, you go, oh man, I wish, I I feel, I feel like I'm getting back to myself again. Start thinking things that are good for you, doing actions that are good for you overall. And, and that, then you start to radiate that. And, and one of my favorite sayings is just, make your day by making someone else's day. I don't know. You, I, I, I feel, I feel good if, if I, can be around someone and they smile, yeah. mm-hmm. and it makes me feel makes me feel good it makes my day better but uh, yeah
0: do you think we do enough in the in the kindness space like random I talk about random acts of kindness and you know think about how, how that makes you feel to
5: give someone a compliment or uh... I think as men we do not give enough compliments to each other oh, and like meaningful ones as well you know like I think it's such an important Thing like to be able to like uh, voice what you appreciate about someone. Like I think that is so important because that's the other thing is we're in no one else is in your head, mm-hmm. so you could be thinking about something that you really like or appreciate about appreciate about someone, but unless you voice it, like they don't know.
3: If you ever had this thing where like hey guys,
0: just you know, we've got four okay, sweet. sweet. Only well, got uh, four you minutes to wrap see, it up with? With? Uh, Look, I think that's. Cool statements yeah. around how how good it feels to actually um you know do something good for someone or, or to
3: reach
0: out or you know yeah. go what's the you were saying sorry fellas that's all right no, all no
3: you that's have, have you always ever had this thing where like we have that um you can you can palm off a compliment, you know, because that's just our yeah. it's just our yeah. mentality. So right. you have you ever out. had this moment and and where let's say I give you a compliment right now. And I say, you're a good bloke. Yeah, go, shut up, again." But yeah. I go, no, actually, hang on. Stop for a sec. I, I genuinely mean that from the heart. You are a good human being. And have you ever done that to a friend where you say it, they blow it off, but then you actually, you just, hang on, let's, let's make time stop for a sec. I, I mean that from the heart. You're a good person. You watch their eyes change. Mm. Everything about the energy shifts. And you go, it, like, it's in our nature to blow it off. But when you actually stop everything, you go, no, I, I mean that. And and you know we can joke, we can have our laughs, because that's just what we do. But I, I actually mean that, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're in my life. Bang. And and I feel that that's that's something I, I try and do, and I and, and you know that's something that came to my when he said, do. We do enough, and I, I like to make people feel appreciated. Yeah.
0: It's it's got to, something you've got to be mindful of, isn't it? Like yeah, it, it almost got to become a habit, but it's it can't be trivial. It's got to be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. And the person he's talked to walks away half a foot taller. Mm. hundred yeah. percent.
5: And I think it's also really important as like someone who's receiving it to listen, mm. you know, because it takes a lot of vulnerability for someone to tell you what they're feeling. So, you know, if someone does give you a compliment, like, I think it's take it on, mm. you know, like, because they're not blowing smoke up your ass. Like that's what they genuinely feel. And it that for men, like, you know, we always talk about strength, but strength is vulnerability and, and being able to voice how we feel. So it's really, in, it's really strong to be able to take that on.
0: So my commitment to, to my mates um, and to my brothers and, and the men and boys in my life is to keep making sure that I make time for them, repurpose some of the crazy time I spend on devices and stuff to, to stay connected.
4: My commitment to my mates and the men in my life is to always be open, honest and as vulnerable as I have to about my own struggles and to be
3: someone that they can voice their own to. My commitment to my mates is to always let them know that their presence in my life is appreciated and that with me they always have a safe space to open up, be vulnerable and to always have a shoulder to lean on.
2: Yeah, my commitment to my uh, friends and the guys in my life is to always be there for them and um let them know that you know i'm a person that they can can confide in they can talk serious with um and to always find time with them you know no matter what you're going on no matter how busy you are you need to make time for these guys
1: yeah my commitment is to make a conscious effort every week to check in with my mates and make sure they're all good and just catching up
5: my commitment to my mates and the men in my life uh is to hold hold us accountable um this is a very serious issue that we're facing and we're the ones who are going to fix it. You know, it's on us mm-hmm. to have these conversations, to have these dialogues, to find a solution.
3: Good stuff, lads. Yeah. Hey. Good, stuff, boys. Oh, good Good,
0: shot. Shot. good shot. Uh, Just on behalf of
5: Movember and on behalf of
0: Kentucky just want to thank you for, for giving up uh, a full day to come out, come out here and to, to share a bit about yourselves, a lot about yourselves, actually. Um, you know we need to we need to do more of it. Uh, we've just made a commitment to, to, to each other and to our mates. So um, go well, um, stay strong, and thanks for all your support. Well, really can, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for yeah, nice. yeah it's really, yeah, it's real honour sure. awesome. to be part, of, part of it. Legends. Yeah. yeah you and like,
4: honestly, this is like the conversations like this. I don't know about you boys, but I feel so like this feels my cup up yeah. more than anything yeah, else. Happy. Is doing shit like this and seeing other people equally as passionate about this. So uh, fuck man, like. Pleasure. Thanks
5: for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. My, my commitment to my new mates is for all of us to go on a Kintiggy tour together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. 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 to be... change the
0: rules. I'm not sure. I don't think Dylan's old enough, and I think I'm too old. So is that oh, is that right? A <laughs> <Surely not. laughs> <laughs> commitment's a commitment, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we're honouring <laughs> <laughs> <mixed. to commitment. laughs> thank You, I tell you, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I've really been picking on you. Right. Thanks,
5: guys. <laughs> we might Thanks, go to mate. America.
1: Let's oh, go somewhere else. It is the old man stand up. Yeah, I just, I just oh. did you get her right? on. Is that yeah. alright? Yeah. Awesome. So much. We uh, don't want to stop. Okay,
4: that was awesome. Yeah, mate. So good yeah. shit in there, yeah. fellas. Seriously, that should just be a
1: full YouTube clip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mate. I was on
3: like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> we put that up instead of a Joe Rogan
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're right, on, bro.
1: All right, the fellas yeah. getting their own podcast. Boys on the
2: couch. Boys on tour.